Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Happy anniversary, love. 30 years. Yes. And here we are just back from vacation. We had a really great time in Waikiki, Oahu. And I especially like how we planned this trip. (laughs) Well, that's a positive spin on it, honey. (laughs) We knew we wanted to celebrate. We're celebrating. But I am not a good planner. And, you know, we've been engaged with some pretty important and fulfilling and good things in our lives, and I never found time to do anything but mark the days off on our calendar. (laughs) Well, neither did I, and I'm just so glad we had had that week reserved, knowing that we would do something, but I thought it was fun that last minute we, within 24 hours of making a decision, we were in Hawaii. Actually, it was about 12, yeah. (laughs) We made a decision, and and, uh, less than 12 hours later, we left (laughs) to to go. It was a 14-hour travel day for us because of delayed flights and some challenges there. It's been our anniversary in airports, (laughs) noisy terminals, (laughs) Yeah, but we, we did arrive and the Lord provided, we got a last minute deal. And so that made it all the better. He did provide. And I appreciated you being so positive and flexible. Never made me feel bad for not planning. Thank you. Yeah. So we found out on vacation that even on vacation, there I am. That's right. There you are. And so yeah, we had some wonderful times in beauty and just enjoying the ocean and the beach and all sorts of things that were rejuvenating, but also some uh, experiences of having our, our inner self, things about myself, things about yourself that maybe aren't so, well, they're not flattering. And yet, yet, here, here I am. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think too that we kind of think, or at least I do, I have this expectation, oh, vacation's going to be great, you know. Mm-hmm. Dream vacation. We're going where we've dreamed and talked about going. You know, I haven't been there for 30 years. You know, I have these great memories of being there with my mom, my sister, you know, when they were going on a missions trip and had a a stop in Hawaii on their way. (laughs) And, you know, having these great memories there and thinking, oh, I'd love to go back. And then here we were finally able to go together where I dreamed of going. And I am driving on the shuttle, you know, we're in the shuttle bus and we pull in to the area where our hotel is, and I am hit with temptation. And I'm shocked, like I'm not expecting it. Like all of a sudden, I'm looking down the streets of Waikiki out the shuttle bus window, and there's all these gorgeous women dressed to the hilt walking by these super expensive elite designer stores. And I think to myself, oh my word, I just packed swimsuits and cover-ups. I'm going to look frumpy all week. I didn't pack makeup or blow dryer or curling iron. And, and all of a sudden I start to feel all this pressure and inadequacy and failure. And you're oh, just feeling like you're not attractive enough. Right. Yeah. Comparing yourself. Yeah. And I'm certainly, I mean, here I am now 51. Last time I was there I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> I look a little different now. <laughs> so I'm even thinking about that, you know, in terms of self-consciousness of here it's our 30th 
anniversary, I, you know, I want to be beautiful for you. Mm, well, you were lovely, totally. And, and here we are in the land of beautiful women. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, oh, no, why did I bring you here? <laughs> mm, so it was discouraging for you in that, that regard. Yeah, and distracting for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I remember feeling this temptation of, oh, you know, like maybe I should go buy some things so I'll look better for Bill mm-hmm. this, this week. Yeah, and you didn't want to be preoccupied with that sort of anxious thinking and striving or no or competitiveness None that's that. not what you're about you're not no. not about impressing people even me with how you look your beauty is of course you're very beautiful on the outside but your beauty is an inner beauty and just following jesus in life and it's a natural beauty but you were under all this pressure of temptation mm-hmm. it was and so it was just helpful to be able to focus my mind on the truth and the reality that god gives us in scripture and the picture of our good shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall not want, or the way that that I was interpreting and meditating on that is I have all that I need. I don't need to go to these stores. I don't need to buy these designer clothes. I don't need to look like these women look. And see right there is your real beauty shining out in your expression of freedom to be yourself before the Lord and to just let the image of God that you've been created in and his redemptive work in you, to let that be Christy. Well, thank you. And well, then- I appreciated you sharing that with me too. And as I reflect back on that, if I would have uh, responded to your sharing by just saying, oh, don't worry about that. You're beautiful to me. How would have that felt for you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have really felt like that was true. <laughs> well, it is true. Well, but thank you. But that's not the first thing that you needed or the, mo- the main right. thing. Yeah, no, I needed to be able to, for you to provide a safe place for me to be honest and confess that struggle to, and then for you to empathy and grace, extend that understanding that, well, yeah, I can understand that being a temptation for you. Yeah, and drawing out the emotions Mm -hmm. of feeling like you're not attractive enough because you're looking at these younger women that are all dressed to the hilts and trying to be all sexy and this kind of stuff. And Yeah, so we get there, it's been 14 hours of travel and... I've just dealt with this temptation. And then we say, well, let's walk on the beach before we go to bed. And we go for a walk on the beach and I start to have all this other negative emotion come up and realize I have stress in my body. So then I, I'm thinking it's our, it's our 30th anniversary. <laughs> it's been a hard day. And now I have all this negative emotion. And I know repressing it isn't the answer. Mm-hmm. So I shared with you, I'm anxious because, you know, I made this choice. You supported me. To do it, but I made the choice for us to come here because I'd been dreaming of coming here again. And I'm worried that it's not going to be good for you, that it's not a good environment for you. It's too extroverted for you. You're an introvert. And I, so I'm starting to feel all this fear that I made a bad decision. I'm starting to feel fear of my disappointment in the day and my expectations for the week. Maybe it's not going to be everything I expected and hoped. And I want it to be good for you. And here we are on vacation and you didn't want to be struggling with all those fears and anxieties. No, I didn't. Yeah. And of course, I hear in that your love for me and how your consideration of me and really wanting it to be a great vacation for me too, which I appreciate. And yet at the same time, I want you to be free to have your own experience and to enjoy what you enjoy about Waikiki. And of course, I loved it. It was great. I mean, yeah, it's a big bustling city with a lot of energy and activity and noise. But that's just going out the front side, the street side, out the back side. We got the ocean and that's endless. And the, the waves are just rolling in right into our room there. And we got this balcony and we're just looking out. I mean, it's like 
yeah, we could be in the middle of nowhere. It's just beautiful and peaceful. Well, you were able to appreciate being in the kingdom of God and beholding his beauty and not be distracted by all the distractions. Yeah, well, I loved, you know, every day we got to exercise. You did the yoga class and I went out for jogs on the beach and uh, went into the workout room and we took walks together every day and we hiked the Diamond Head Crater. So, we, you know, we were getting outside and really enjoying the beauty of nature and having conversation together. And all those things are very refreshing and renewing for me. I'm grateful that you were able to get away from all of the busyness and the entertainment and the distraction and the noise in your head and really be relaxed in the Lord and present to him and to yourself and to me. Thank you. Yeah, and of course we did some more traditional entertaining things too in terms of going to restaurants and it was fun to just walk to the restaurant right in town, you know, right outside our door and have an enjoyable meal together and walk to the grocery store, you know, through the city and see all the things are going on in the city and, you know, we're walking through and there's one day we see a group from a church there and they're singing out worship songs, you know, and that that was was fun and there was a street preacher who was a little, <laughs> little too uh, loud and, and judgmental, but he was shouting out the word of God. And, and there were people that were playing music and singing, and there were people that were hungry, and we were able to bless them with a little gift. And all kinds of people, all kinds mm-hmm. of situations out there. It was very, very lively. So did you feel any temptation? Well, yeah. I mean, the, I was disappointed in myself. I was running uh, one of the days I was running, and the day before I had done a fairly long run and I think that was kind of still in my body. So I was running a little slower on this day. And in case our listeners don't know, I'm a long history with running and running marathons and and taking some pride in that. So I'm, but I'm just running along in a relaxed way. And as I normally do, when I exercise, I'm praying and meditating on scripture. I was enjoying the book of Philippians and going through the chapters there. And uh, and then as I turned and I kind of came into a situation where another runner was turning and we were kind of going onto the same path, it was a young woman and I, I was getting on the path before her, but I could see that she had a really good pace and like she was going to pass me. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to let that happen. So I picked up my pace <laughs> <laughs> and for the next, you know, half mile that we were kind of on the same path, I stayed ahead and then my route turned and then I slowed down. <laughs> I thought, you know, this is really silly, Bill. I mean, why didn't I just give her the blessing of letting her fly by me and feel good about that and just take that as an opportunity to practice, you know, but my competitive nature, you know, sort of got in there and this is a little thing that doesn't really matter, but it represents a lot of stuff in life, you know, for mm-hmm. me where I can be ambitious or have an, an ego or pride and uh, want to look more successful and you know, I've done so much work on that over many years, you know, as, as you know. And so to have that just kind of pop up out of nowhere, I didn't like that. Even on vacation when you're not working in the typical places of temptation for ambition or competitiveness. Pretty yeah, easy for me to turn the situation <laughs> into competition and uh, accomplishment and achievement. And Yeah, thankfully I don't see much of that in you anymore. I've seen so much growth. But, so it's a surprise when it manifests to us on vacation, but it helps us to talk about it. You talked to me about that. And now, some people listening to this might think, you know, that's not very fun talking about stuff like that. Well, I mean, you're on vacation. <laughs> what do you, why do you do that? Well, I think it helps us to connect, number one. It's a good form of intimacy, and it helps us to give grace to each other. We're able to mediate God's grace to each other. So we confess those things. Helps us get free of it, free of shame. Yeah, there's, there's a soul friendship there that we're sharing that's very meaningful. And I, I 
find it's just central to my experience of the adventure of life, going through life and learning things about myself and about you and about other people. I mean, that's so much of what makes life really interesting and uh, engaging and enjoyable is people, especially as we are living under the Lord and we're in his kingdom. And so we're discovering things about ourselves, and some of the stuff we discover is not pleasant and some of it's even really yucky, like bad and sinful. But to uh, admit that, to confess that, and to seek mercy and compassion uh, is a good thing. And that's how God redeems that, of course. Well, and I think there's an accountability we have knowing that we'll share with each other, too, when we encounter these temptations that helps us in resisting the temptations. So, I mean, you couldn't help but look at beautiful women in bikinis every day, all week. And so you knowing that... I was aware of that. You were able to share with me how you handle that. Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere, of course, and you know, lots of attractive women. It's not a sin to notice that. It's a matter of, well, what are you doing with your thoughts and your feelings and especially your desires? And once, uh, if I'm cultivating a lustful desire, well, that's now I'm into a, a sin of the heart that could start, you know, it's, I've already gone in a bad direction. And it could get worse from there. And of course, every man and every woman, for some women, it's different in how they experience this, but we all dealt with this kind of thing where we are looking at what somebody else has, whether it's sexiness or nicer clothes or something, and it's a temptation. Mm -hmm. And so we all know that from the inside, and we need to develop some strategies to not be ruled by that. So one of our strategies is we talk to each other, we share our hearts, our lives, our experiences, and listen to each other and give each other grace and so forth. And with this particular temptation, what I do is I constantly am talking to the Lord. And uh, when I notice a woman, and some of them are seeming to really want some attention, you know, by how they're dressing or how they're acting. And so that makes it all the more difficult not to really notice and then begin to maybe have some desire. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as those things, those thoughts come to me and the, and the thought and even the beginning of a feeling, well, that's a temptation, that's not a sin. But as soon as that might come into me where I now desire it, I've sort of taken the bait. Now I've got a sin of the heart. So my goal is to always catch that before it gets into my heart there. And I have little prayers I pray. You know, Jesus, you're beautiful to me. Your love, O oh Lord, is better than life. Psalm 63, verse 3. Uh, and then I'll add to it, you know, Lord, bless this woman, help her to be pure. And so lots of things like that. And my goal is to be living the kind of life where I've always got a scripture that I've been meditating on that morning in bed or, you know, I was out walking or jogging. And so I've got something that's fresh right there. And so that will help me to pray and to seek the Lord. But the enthralling of my mind with the goodness and the glory of Jesus and his Father, the, the Father's love, that's what really gives me power because there's a stickiness in that mm -hmm. when I really worship the Lord and adore him that can pull me out of uh, a negative mode. That's, that's so important, Bill. And that was so helpful to me as well because, you know, there were times when I felt bored or empty. I didn't have the distractions of work. And, you know, I had all this freedom. And with that was, you know, here we were with all this entertainment around us that we could have gone and engaged. And we were seeing people do it, people, you know, shopping, people drinking, people partying, people, you know, doing all these different things there, constant activities, tourism, places to go and things to see, keeping busy. There was all these temptations of things where I could take that emptiness. But instead, you know, choosing to focus, to lean into that and cultivate longing for God and realize that 
no, that's really what I long for. These other things would be just distractions. And I need this time and space of this vacation to be with the Lord, direct my mind to Him. And so I would go get my raft and go out into the ocean, into the spaciousness of the water there, and meditate on Scripture. And, you know, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek Mm. you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. You know, and just cultivate that longing for God, recognizing that that's really what my soul needs to find rest, Mm -hmm. not, not the distraction of the entertainment. Yeah, that's Psalm 63, again, there that you're reciting. And of course, we're not saying that entertainment is a bad thing. It's a good thing, and it's, uh, or at least a neutral thing. It, it can become, depending upon what we do with it, of course, we can slide into an immoral path. But we need to remember Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians 10, where he says, well, everything is beneficial for me, but not everything is constructive. Mm-hmm. And so the obvious thing as a Christian is that we would uh, say no to sin, But there's also a time to say no to allowable things that are just not fruitful. They're Mm -hmm. not edifying. They're not uh, really loving. You know, while we all need some things that are just restful and, you know, we can't be purposeful and intentional and earnest in how we're seeking God 24-7. So, I mean, we need some time to just really relax. And that's even a spiritual discipline, you know, to rest and and Sabbath and so forth. But uh, a, a lot of the things that we consider entertainment and that we think are helping us to rest and to enjoy ourselves. They're just really empty and we're not doing it with Jesus and it really isn't nurturing our soul. And a lot of the stuff of vacation uh, falls into that category. And so I really appreciate how you have helped me to seek the Lord even on vacation. And we have more time for scripture meditation and uh, as well as conversation. Of course, our, we don't have little kids anymore, and that, no, that helps, that doesn't it? changes so. things, yeah. But also, we do a lot of reading together and sharing what we're learning and the devotional classics that we're reading, and that leads to good conversation, too, that's enriching, and I've enjoyed that, too. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like it's really life-giving, the reading that we're doing there. We get a spontaneous rhythm that I, I really like where we'll have some solitude time without necessarily planning to do it, but where maybe we're, you know, reading a spiritual book or, or some time of meditation in scripture. And then we come together for a walk maybe, or just sitting out there on the balcony, listening to the waves come in and we'll have conversation, you know, so what, you know, what were you reading or how did you sense the Lord's presence on your walk? And this kind of thing. It's very enriching to hear yes. what the Lord's teaching you, how you're experiencing his love. And also the, you know, when you're, or I, you know, we're struggling with something and then we listen to each other. The Lord's in that too. Yes. Well, it was great being on vacation with you. And let's pray now. For yeah, I'll, I'll close this. Oh, God, we thank you for your great love for us and that you are so generous. What a loving father you are. And you love to draw us into times of vacation with our spouse, with our family, with friends. And we pray that for all of our listeners, Lauren, that they would have some rejuvenating time on vacation this summer. And help us also, Lord, to learn ways to press in closer to Jesus, uh, even on vacation, and to know that that's a fun thing to do, whether it's through times of extended scripture meditation and, or other more obvious spiritual disciplines, or just through soul talks, time of sharing with a safe family member or friend, uh, the, the deeper things that are going on, even the stuff that doesn't maybe feel good. But by verbalizing that with a compassionate listener, we can better connect in with you and your love. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. 
we invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.